0: Michael.
1: Hello Lisa.
0: And we have a guest on with us today, don't we? We could say hello Sarah, but she's, she's not here yet. She's not here yet, but yeah. she will be. That's right. Hello so. future in the, in the future, hello, Sarah. future Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> well we're back again and we have Sarah with us. She was with us last week and we just felt like we couldn't squeeze everything in and I was trying to think what could we title this one today? Because you always ask me. What should we title this podcast?
1: I know the last part of the title. What? It's Geo story part two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Well, maybe you don't need mine. Actually, I was just thinking, uh, A Day in the Life of a Dreamer. That's what I was thinking.
1: Well, yeah, but you know what's cool about this is is for those who don't know or maybe missed last week's podcast, we have a very close friend, a family of friends, who uh, the husband, Geo was critical, actually not expected to make it on a ventilator, with COVID 19, and God basically healed him, brought him home. Now, I thought we didn't know that actually when we recorded last week's episode, so I just revealed that secret without intending to. That's
0: okay. Oh, well,
1: okay. I mean, See, we're going to
0: bring it up in a little brought, while. Brought him it home. was going to be a climax in the in the podcast, but well, I it's okay. That, <laughs> I
1: brought that early on.
0: Gio was home, and we're excited about that. We
1: are. We're very excited, and we want to continue the story because. There were more dreams involved, so...
0: Yeah, so we do want to talk to Sarah about that, but just a real quick thing is, we talked last week, Sarah had had this amazing dream, if you haven't heard the dream, go back and listen to it, but um, she had had this amazing dream, at just having drop. you know, how tragic is it to have to drop your loved one off at the ER and not be able to speak to them?
1: Yeah. Not not knowing know exactly, or if you'll see him again,
0: not knowing exactly what's going on with him, and she had this very comforting dream. So he he went to a smaller hospital, had to be transferred because he was so serious. When he got to the hospital, his breathing was very low, and he had very low oxygen, and he just, things were not good. Transferred him to a to an ICU unit in the neighboring city. And um, it was a very uh, traumatizing event for Sarah. And for me, being a nurse, I was wanting to be a good friend to her, love her, kind of help her through this thing and try and bring her comfort. But what I was hearing from her and the numbers I was hearing from her about her. His and for blood,
1: some of the nursing. His thoughts. blood.
0: Yeah. His blood pressure, his his heart rate, all these things were critical. And I I was wanting to say, oh, he's gonna be okay, (laughs) but I wasn't so sure. We were praying for a miracle, but I wasn't so sure. You know, I was like, man, is you know, is he he gonna be you know, not here next week? You know, well, and the nurses
1: weren't sure that he would be here next week, exactly. And yet, at the same time, from the time we talked last week to this podcast, he is not only recovered, he is home.
0: He is home, and we're so grateful for that. And I know Sarah's grateful for that, too. I know she
1: is, too. And she's on the line, so let me bring her her on. on. And, Sarah, we are glad to have you again for
0: part two
1: of Geo's story.
0: Thank you for having me. Well, it's Geo and Sarah's. Story. It is Geo and Sarah's story,
1: but when it's you really shortcut
0: Sarah's story. all of it
1: so far, is Sarah's story. That's right. So.
0: Yeah, thank you for for sharing your life with us, and and just you know, really just sharing your your story with other people to show them how to how you can be encouraged by dreams.
2: Yeah, you're welcome
0: yeah well you know we were just recapping you know the dream you had had last week and you know one of the things uh, we don't always get a chance to talk about is actually converse with the dreamer and so that's what we want to do with you today but you know geo being sick really brought um you to a place of reality you know i was saying to you sarah this doesn't look good but there's always hope. You know, I wasn't I yeah. hope I wasn't mincing words because I was trying to be really honest with you with the numbers mm-hmm. that you were giving me. Did yeah. you feel did you hear the seriousness of my voice many times when I was saying, Sarah, this is not good?
2: Yes, I did. I did. And it was quite um, scary. I, it was, it was. Um but the next day after I had my dream, I also had a vision of my husband and um, after Pastor Michael had prayed, um, and he was in full armor, and he had a sword, and he was pointing the sword at me, and he was hitting his heart. So I felt like that prayer had equipped him and put him in the full armor of God. So- yes. And I felt I, more peace after that.
0: And I noticed that it encouraged you and gave you more faith to believe that, you know, uh, good things could happen. And that, and
1: that, yes. second, that second thing you called it a vision, as most of the folks who listen to the podcast know, we would still call it a dream from the, okay. s- from the perspective of it still needed interpretation it was metaphorical it wasn't fully literal now now, vision wise as Mm -hmm. you saw it not like asleep at night but 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 it was something that still and that and you understood it you didn't need outside help to interpret that that said he's covered now because one of the things we were worried about was that he wasn't fighting and then you see him in armor with the sword hitting his chest like bring it on you know that's kind of that whole it's kind of that whole concept of of macho-ness you know bring it on i'm ready i'm ready for this thing now and that was a completely different thought from where it had been before
0: and you know the really cool thing too sarah is that you had said and i love this you told me that geo had shared with you a month before he goes hey you know we have this Romantic song that we had at our wedding, and you were like, "What?" And he was like, <laughs> yes. "You know, we had this, this this song. You want to share a little bit about that?"
2: Uh, yeah, it was our um, our wedding song, but it was more than that. It was um, I just I, I had a rough um, just experience um, dating wise and all that, and God gave me that song as a promise that He would give me a godly man who. That there are godly men out there, and God had a godly man for me, and so that was God's promise to me. So, Gio reminded—we use it at our wedding—but Gio reminded me a month ago, like, "Remember our song?" <laughs> and I'm <was> like, "Yeah," <laughs> you know, like I—I'd forgotten it at first, and then he reminded me. I'm like, "Oh yeah, that was God's promise to me. You're my, um, you're you're the answer to my prayer. Right. I can call it." And, um, yeah, so, uh, Rascal Flat, The Broken Road yeah. was our song. Yeah. is our song.
0: And then when when Michael we talked about this last week a little bit Michael had actually uh, called the hospital and said hey we really want to be able to have this phone contact with her husband Uh even though he's in you know medically induced coma you played that song for him and I was able to speak to him this past week after he got home actually yeah I think he Mm -hmm. told us when he was able to finally get a phone in his room he said (laughs) he heard that song. He said he was lying in the bed and he was so discouraged and he had been praying, even though he couldn't move, he couldn't verbalize Mm -hmm. anything, he was really needing to hear from you and he was wondering how you were doing, how the girls were doing. And he shared with me, only God could have given him that blessing of someone bringing this iPad in and you playing that song for him because he told you, he said, if I ever get sick, what did he say? Uh
2: He said, if I ever get sick or if I ever get where um, you feel like you can't reach me, like, like he was in a coma or like he referred to the notebook where um, that was Alzheimer's. Right. So, like this, where you felt like I couldn't get to him, that the song would bring him back.
0: That's so awesome. So it's
2: almost like if
0: he had lost his mind or if he just wasn't present or he couldn't speak to you, that if you would just play that song to him, he would come back to you. And to me... He would come back. He (laughs) did. That song encouraged him so much. And he he remembers that. And a lot of people think that when people are laying unconscious, they don't hear anything. And that's not true because they do hear things. And that encouraged him. So I love that. And the other thing that I thought was really cool is you you had a couple of dreams that were really coming to the forefront of your mind because you are really having to make some really, uh, you, you had some really, uh, difficult, uh, news at times. Like I remember one time you were, you were sharing with me that you called to, to get a checkup on geo. It was like the, the, third or fourth day he was in the hospital he'd been on some really strong antibiotics he had double pneumonia and the nurse said to you he said um this is a very critical time and we really need to see a change in the next 24 hours or it's almost like there's no hope for him
2: yeah he he was referring yeah he said the next 48 hours are critical and um we yeah we have to see a change in the next 48 hours
0: yeah because he had double pneumonia
2: yeah the first set of antibiotics weren't working so they had to switch the antibiotics yeah and that's where he was saying it was critical yeah Yeah.
0: and so it 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 brought up other topics so you called me and told me you know what this nurse had said you know this is critical we don't you know not sure if he's going to make it so we had to have some really we had some really um strong heart-to-heart, some really serious heart-to-hearts, and you're like, Lisa, what would I do if the, if he doesn't make it? Yeah. How, am, how am I going to do this? How am I, I going to provide for my girls? How am I going to work? Because um, mm-hmm. Gio's a stay-at-home dad, and you work. Yes. Yeah. So it's not yeah. easy. Here's dad, stay-at-home dad. How are you going to manage that, right?
1: Well, there's there's so much right. more than just just somebody being sick. There's how it affects the whole family. When somebody's in that situation, and what's cool to me is, if I remember right from what Lisa said, you had dreams that were preparing you for all the different pieces—not just him being sick, but lots of things that you had to deal with. Which to me is amazing.
0: Yeah, and one sure. of the one of those topics was work. I mean, you know, how are you going to work and provide? I mean, here you are—you were also COVID positive. Your girls yeah. were covid positive. You couldn't just pop back into work cuz you work uh, with children. Yeah. So you couldn't just <laughs> exactly. pop back in there, right? And what you made an <laughs> you made an interesting statement to me. You or que, you posed a question. You said, "Do you think God speaks to me through my dreams?" And I'm yeah. like, well, let's say you had a dream about this the other night, and Geo's still with us, you know, that, that he didn't get his last rites. You know, the priest did not pronounce <laughs> his last rites over him. So, yes, yes, I knew God spoke to you through dreams. Why don't you share one of the first dreams that I'm thinking of. Uh, it had to do with um, uh, just some changes. I think it was it had the subway or something in it.
2: Um. Yeah, that was. I would say that was a couple months ago. Um, I had a dream that I had went into Subway and, um, when I got up to it, I realized it was closed and the lights were out and my coworkers, um, were there. Even though I don't work at Subway, they were there and they were all saying how, how scared they were that, um, everything that the subway was closing and nobody had any work and um, they were just nervous about it. And in my heart, I just felt um, like I was going to be okay that even though I was out of work, that I, I had peace about it, That it was going to be okay. And then I woke up. So.
1: And see, I love that dream because that dream came a few months before. That's what's really significant about this. God was not just giving you dreams in the middle of the situation. He was giving you dreams well before you would have ever even had any imagination that Gio mm-hmm. would get sick. He was giving you dreams to prepare for things because that's a really cool dream. If you if we didn't know what was going on, if I had been there two months mm-hmm. earlier I would have said to you, this is what I would have said to you about that dream. I would have said to you, there's probably going to be some circumstances related to your work that may affect others, or it may mm-hmm. only be you, but it's going to have to do with a difficulty in continuing to work in the environment that you're in for some reason, and where others may be stressed out about it, God is going to give you peace to be able to get through it. Well, little would we know that the reality of it is you couldn't go back to work. You had to be taking care of Gio and and all these different things that had to be dealt with, taking care of the kids. And God had already told you, if you can't work, it's going to be okay. If things change with your job. It's going to be okay.
0: Well, and it may not even have just been speaking about her taking care, Geo. It was really speaking mm-hmm. about the job closing down during COVID. Because didn't you have a break where you weren't, yeah. work, you weren't actually having to go in? Because COVID shut down uh, yeah. so many people going into yeah. work.
1: Shuts down yeah, for it everybody. Was,
2: yeah, it was like um, probably four to six weeks we were off. Um, but also the dream helped me to... Um, when I woke up, I just felt like I needed to save, so I was able to save a little bit too. So, getting ready, preparing was, you, we, preparation, we, yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: And so, it not only not only prompted you to be prepared naturally, saving up some, but it prompted mm-hmm. you to be prepared spiritually and emotionally. That if you couldn't be at work, things were still there was it was still okay to have peace. That, that you know yeah. that, that dream actually says to you. This job is not what sustains you. God is who sustains you, you know, and it's going to be okay. If it's not this job, if you're not there, if you're not able to be there for COVID, if you're not able to be there for, uh, uh, taking care of geo or for being sick yourself, if something changes completely, it's okay. You're prepared for it because God is your provider
0: yeah and
2: did you save yep. Sarah you said it
0: prepared you to save <laughs> I, did you did you put away some money <laughs>
2: yeah I did put away some money good because yeah. all... I wouldn't have been able to make it through that whole six week
0: that is thing. awesome um, yeah so so, so yeah. that happened way before Gio got sick and then yeah. and then in the, and I think you had this next dream that I thought was beautiful and it was um it was about your father so could you share that dream a little bit and we'll break that one down as well um
2: yes um so um the dream I just recently had um a few weeks ago was um uh, my, my I grew up on a dairy farm so um uh, my dad milked cattle so um he milked the cows and um uh so in my dream I went back to the farm I grew up on and um but instead of it just being my house, I I saw a storm coming and there were three bunkers and I went in the middle bunker. Um, but before I did, I went in and talked to my dad and I was like, dad, there's a storm coming. We got to get in the bunker so we don't get hurt. And he was just looking the couch like nothing was going on. He was like, uh, I've seen enough storms in my day. It doesn't bother me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like, come on, dad. And, and then he showed me about, he, <laughs> he showed me a, a sticky trap and, um, a little mouse hole in the barn. And, um, he was like, see, you put a trap down. And he was like, he's like, it may not look like we caught that mouse, but that sticky trap is going to work and, um, the mouse will be caught. And then I was like, okay, dad, it's kind of random. There's a storm coming. <laughs> I'm going to get the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in the bunker, and it was dark, and the storm hit, and, um, I mean, stuff fell on me, but I wasn't hurt. It was just, it was a dark, kind of dreary place, but then um, the storm wasn't very long, and then I got out, and my dad was like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, he was still there, bucking the couch. I was like, "Like, okay, I guess it wasn't as bad as it could have been And when I woke up, so... <laughs>
0: When you think about that dream now, do you see the significance of it? And, and you know, you, you shared it with me. Did you, did you have any idea what it meant when you first shared it with me?
2: No, I had no clue. I was like, okay, this is random. <laughs> I thought it was a
0: beautiful dream. And I, I love how our creator uses a language that we understand. He meets us where we are. You grew up on a dairy farm. And God knew that he could use that language with you to be able to convey a message to you. So your father is there. Your father is not disturbed by the fact that there's all kinds of chaos going on around. He, yeah. You know, you're saying a storm is coming. You know, you see the storm coming. That storm could have been COVID, the whole ordeal with Geo, And you're trying to tell your dad this. And I, I, one of the things you told me that I thought was significant Was he showed you the mouse hole and then you said you were really concerned about the little mouse. And he was saying, don't worry about that. I have it taken care of. You're concerned about this little bitty mouse and you don't see that it's working, but it is working. That was one of the things you told me. And I I thought, wow, that is powerful. That is God saying to you you know what, you may not see me working on your behalf right now because things did not look good for you being able to go back to work. Things did not look good for Gio. Even your girls were still struggling through their sickness. You know, you're having to take them to the doctor. and Just you finding a doctor, all these things that were hard, you needed to go to the doctor, but you could not get in anywhere because no one wanted you to come in. Exactly. Because you were COVID positive, they're like, "No, nope, we won't see you. You're COVID positive." <laughs> it, it didn't make any sense, but no. God made a way, didn't He? he you were all those he things did. worked out, and and that dream really just speaks of God is not moved by what we see. So even though you took you took cover under your father's house. God was still at work for you and worked through the storm. And then when you came out and saw that the storm was over, even though you were, you know, experienced a little bit of trauma, God is saying, you know what? I'm still here. I'm milking the cow. There's provision for you. That's what the cows are. The cows represent provision for you. That God's going to provide for you even through this whole storm.
1: And I love the fact that God takes your father. And represents yeah. himself as your father exactly in that dream, and he's <laughs> not worried. You're worried about the big things in the dream. You're the worried about things. the big stuff, and and you're concerned about the little things. He's not worried about the big stuff at all.
0: Actually, that's true. <laughs> you know,
1: mm-hmm. and and yeah. he's like, oh, I've already taken care of the little things. It's like I've got this covered. It reminds me the thing about the the mouse, the little mouse. Reminds, yeah. me, reminds me of a, a scripture in the Jewish writings of the Old Testament in Song of Solomon where it says, Catch the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vineyard, for our vineyard is in blossom. And what it makes me think of is one of the things that God was bringing you comfort for in the midst of that situation was the fact that when you're feeling overwhelmed— When the storm is coming, that you know you've got to have shelter, trust him that he's already provided for you. He's not, he's the peace in the storm, but he's got provision for you for the place of peace, the bunker, right?
2: Yeah. And then
1: when you see the, the mouse and the sticky thing, it's like he's saying, by the way, this is kind of what I, this is sort of just what I get at, by the way. Don't worry about that little stuff either. It could ruin things just as easily, but your vineyards are about to blossom, and it's the time to catch the little mice. The little stuff's not going to bother you because this is time for you to bear fruit. This is time for you to see me move. This is time for you to experience joy, not have to deal with these little mice. So don't worry about it. Got them covered.
0: That was a good dream. I love it. Oh, yeah was so really good. And then in uh, one one last thing and and that is uh you know going through this I feel like you and I were like uh, arm in arm as we were walking through this. You didn't have your spouse. You did have your parents and you had your some of your in-laws that uh were really walking this through you, but I felt like um yeah. you and I really grew but they're close all distant. to this. They are and we were the geographically own, distant. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. we've had a relationship with you and Gio for many years and I don't know. I just felt really close to you during this time, and I knew God had called me and Michael during the season of your life to to encourage you. I know we di- we didn't answer everything, but you know we were here to encourage you. And are awesome. <laughs> uh-huh, well, thank you. You're sweet, yeah. but I felt like you you were very strong through through what all you had to go through. And you know, one of the things that happened was I had a dream, and um. Yes. The dream that I had was, uh, well, you had, you had asked me, you were like, do I need to go ahead and get a ramp, you know, for Joe in case he gets to come home? I think he was still yeah. on the ventilator when you were asking me this. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Sarah, I don't think you need to be in a hurry. You know, he's he's on the ventilator. I'm thinking, you know, they may want to do a trach on him because usually after about two weeks, they'll want to trach someone when they're on the vent. And, and the numbers yep. you were giving me were were concerning to me. I was thinking, goodness, you know, it doesn't seem like he's coming off quick enough. They tried to pull him off one time, and he kind of bobbled, didn't do very well, and they had to go back and just take a a lot slower time. And I just said, no, I think he's going to be there a while. And then um, that night, I had had a dream that he was coming home quicker, and I had dream. What I dreamed was, I dreamed that I drove up to this hospital, and there was an outside. Um, ICU I uh, unit outside and and there were all these beds and I walked up to look for Gio and he was not in one of the beds and they said he's over there and I, there was this kind of like this other area where they had just kind of taken patients off the vent and where they were just laying over on these little cots so Gio was there mm-hmm. and I was like oh Gio are you okay and he was very weak and tired and then I'm in this SUV and I'm, I'm getting in it to go home and all of a sudden I noticed that Gio is crawling in the, the, the SUV with me, so I'm driving down the road and I'm looking at him, and he can barely sit up, he can barely breathe, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, what have I done? I got to take him back to the hospital. He's not strong enough to come home." So I drive back around, and I, I I go to the director, and I'm like, "Hey, I have this guy. He crawled in my car. He's my friend, but he's not ready to go home. He can't hardly breathe. He's very weak." And they were like, "Oh no, he's ready." And I was like, "Really?" And they were like, "Yeah, take him home." So that next day, we were still not getting good news, and I remember telling you I had this dream, and I said the only thing I could think of, Sarah, is maybe he's going to come home quicker than what we had thought, and he may it may be you know a lot of work, you know, getting him yep. up, and that actually is what happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget the call you gave us saying they're sending him home tonight. They said five o'clock and I told them I can't be there by five it has to be six you better, we've got to have at least another hour
0: to get ready yeah I was I was really surprised and so you know the thing is God's preparing all of us all along the way and you called and you said hey he gets out at five today I said well let me go find Michael and let's see what we can do and we got there and we welcomed him home for people who may know Michael or may uh Look at his Facebook page. There's actually a video, I believe, on your Facebook page, Michael, of Geo coming home.
1: There is on the uh, Facebook page, Michael B. French. Uh, I think on the Dream Stories page, I may have posted it. I'll move it there as okay. well for folks. So by the time the podcast airs, it will be available there for people to see too. With Gio actually coming home, getting out of the hospital, weak, um, still, you know, improving. What was it, Sarah? He could walk... The day we picked him up, he could walk eight or ten steps, maybe? Was that...? Yeah, I
2: think it was ten
1: steps. Because he could walk ten steps. And- now, you think about it that didn't really sound like you ought to be coming home.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. But he was preparing us all along the way, yeah. wasn't he? I mean, through yes, the dreams, through everything, and then the final dream, him coming home sooner, you weren't really quite prepared. I mean, you know, we were really running around trying to get things in order, weren't we?
2: Oh, yeah. It was It was like, oh, is the house ready? Is, uh, everything ready for him to come home? Like, do I have everything like uh, uh, Walker, all that kind of stuff, like for him to come home? And yes. luckily, the hospital um, had one that um, he was able to bring home. So it was it was crazy, just how everything happened so fast. So. Well, and
1: and I'm thinking about Lisa's dream that he's not quite ready. Uh, let me just ask you straightforward, because you might not like us talking about it, but I'm just going to ask you straightforward. How did he do the first couple of days with taking care of himself, with walking around, with moving, with doing the – how did that go? I know the answer to that, but I'm asking you. (laughs) Um,
2: Not that amazing, but um, (laughs) he's gradually gotten a little better. Like I'm like, how in the world did you get to home like (laughs) (laughs) this?
0: Well, you know what? God was not surprised by that. That's what I love. We have dreams that reveal things not because God – I don't believe it's always just to, to show you that your creator God can show you these things. I think it's because he says, I knew this was going to be happening. I'm not surprised by it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And that should bring us comfort.
1: It should. And you know, okay. we're, we're out of time again, uh, Sarah, thank you again so much for joining us a second time. I know we're not through with this. We know we still want to hear from Gio. For those of you who are really anxious to hear from Gio already, We've been trying to give him a little time to build his voice strength and a little time to build his physical strength before we, we have him on. But hopefully maybe next week we'll, we'll get to, to hear from Gio as well. Uh, but, Sarah, thank you again. This is twice you've come on and just shared these amazing dreams that I hope are not just an encouragement for what's happened with Gio, but an encouragement to people in general about how God prepares us. So thank you again.
0: You're so welcome. And I hope it Thank encouraged you. you. I hope it encouraged oh, it you. Did. Now it you did. know. When you say, Does God speak to me through dreams? He definitely does. Sarah. He does.
1: He does. It's amazing. Uh, listen, let me just say this. I love the dreams we've talked about this week because they're dreams that prepare us to deal with difficult things. And that's part of Gio's story. It was the whole gambit. It wasn't just that he was going to be in the hospital. It was dealing with work. It was dealing with the hospitalization. It was dealing with the anxieties and stresses and fears of everything that was going on during this time. It was dealing with getting him home. God really gave dreams, not just to Sarah, but to her and the people around her. In, in this case, it was you, Lisa. Uh, he gave those dreams to get her ready for all that she was going to have to face. And and it's not like you have to know exactly what they're getting you ready for ahead of time. Part of it is, okay, understanding in the midst of what you're dealing with that God already knew it was going to happen. And he gave you the dream before it happened that you didn't understand. But now in the middle of it, you understand that beforehand he told you it's going to be okay. It's just really amazing and I love it, but I'm sorry, our time's up. I know it is. We're over again and hope that's okay that you've been enjoying this. So I guess I should say, check out the Facebook page, dream.